Hi everyone, welcome to episode 29. This is take two. <laughs> I killed take one, so I deleted it. Just the initial intro. So, here we go. Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi. And this is Bootstrapping Sass. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with claritask.com. First off, I want to mention my Patreon supporters, my Patreon patrons. I thank you very much for supporting this podcast and help me, helping me continue um, sharing my journey with Claritask and overall how I'm doing to getting to my goal of $10,000 in MRR with my product. So first off, my biggest Patron is Jace Richardson, who is running RepoGuard, which protects your GitHub repositories from common mistakes that cost time and energy to fix. Whether it's forced pushes to master or just bad commit messages, RepoGuard can help. Visit repoguard.com for more information. And also, I want to thank my other patrons, Merot Mohavedi, who runs zebel.co, spelled with an X, Simon Bennett, at snapshooter.io, Dean Layton James at cloudperiscope.com, Zoli Veres and Valon Badivuku. All right, so I'll start the show with taking questions right away. So I mentioned on Twitter that I will be recording in a few, and whoever wants to ask me a weird question, they can go ahead. So Noah Bragg took me on my offer and ask me the weird question, last furry thing you touched. <laughs> uh, so I was napping earlier. It's a Saturday. It's 9.30 p.m. local time here. So I was napping earlier around 6 p.m. or so and just relaxing on my couch. Uh, so my kids were playing, and uh, my daughter came over, and then she tried to cover me with a blanket, and then she brought me her little plushy bear thingy <laughs> near me just to tuck me in. So that's the last furry thing that I touched, the, my daughter's uh, plushy toy. Thanks for the question, man. Um, my next question, uh, actually a couple of questions, come from Dan Miller. And they're not weird <laughs> like Noah's. So... Um, uh, he says, Dan says, uh, what was the underlying idea reason for building Claritask? Uh, so um, uh, I've been doing SaaS since 2013. That's when I launched my first uh, product. Since then, I've launched a few other products with uh, sort of mixed uh, results. Uh, so Claritask was one that I launched uh, recently, the most, my favorite one to date, uh, because of many reasons. Uh, so the idea, the reason behind building it was that I used to run an agency uh, a long time ago, not a long time ago, before Claritask and other products. And um, no, none of the products that we were using was a good fit. So I thought of building a product that will serve better companies like mine. And also I wanted to get out of service business and build something that... Um, uh, brings in revenue even when I'm taking a vacation. Uh, so I see SaaS as sort of real estate. Uh, you buy real estate and you collect rent or, um, you know, other income from it. 
and you don't have to work all day every day because I want to focus on other things besides work uh, from nine to five. So that's one of the reasons that I, I want to succeed in SaaS so I can afford that lifestyle. But I'm working more than if, you know, more than uh, I was working in my agency. So I don't know. The goal is not achieved yet. But that's that's sort of the, the idea behind it. Uh, the next question from Dan is, how long did it take you to go from idea to a version that you started offering to users? So I started learning how to code um, in August 2017, I want to say. Yeah. So August 2017, I, I started learning how to code. I wanted to do the product all on my own because I had spent a lot of money in my previous products with hiring staff. I didn't have more money to throw around, so I um, it was more out of necessity. So I taught myself how to code. I had a bunch of friends around who I would ask uh, questions, etc., and just be on Stack Overflow the whole entire time. And then around December 2017, I had to stop because I needed to work on client work so I can bring some money in. And then I didn't get back to ClearTask until um, August 2018. And then I didn't stop from 2018 until launching on February 2019. Um, and during uh, from 2000 August 2018, I had about two or three alpha users who helped me, you know, with bugs fixes and requests and discussions, etc. And um, I started offering a Clarity Task on February 2019 and then 17 days later I got my first paying client who's still with Claritask and they're the biggest uh, client that I have. Uh, they have about 100 people on Claritask. Uh, they have about 8.7 million in, um, in investment. So they're a VC-backed company and they have all their departments in Claritask from development to customer care to business intelligence. They all use Claritask for each department's needs. So it's pretty much ideal, actually. That's, you know, the clients that I was thinking ClareTask for, uh, for big companies that <clears throat> that have different departments. Uh, they want to manage separately, but, but all within one sort of dashboard account. So, yeah. And the last question, which I think I answered already. So did you build it all yourself? Yes, I did. Uh, from front to back, to design, to UI, to copy on the web, everything was done by me. Um... Again, out of necessity, not you know by choice. I wish I had a team, but I couldn't afford it at the time. But now that I've gotten used to it, I'm okay working on it on my own. And ClareTask is pretty much now to a point where it's uh, um, the product is solid, the bugs are minimal. I don't have any big features planned, even though I have a bunch of ideas. But without seeing a pain from a client, um, a real need from them, I will not build it because I will just complicate things even more. So right now I'm in sales mode, marketing mode, trying to find the positioning um, where ClearTask fits in this world. So thanks Noah and Dan for the questions. So I'll continue with the show. I have a bunch of um, little bullet points here. Uh, the first bullet points is that I am going to try to complain less in this show. I notice like from from time to time, like you know, from a show here and there, I. Um, I get in a, a whiny mode, yeah? I don't know, so I don't wanna do that. I wanna talk more about, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to, it's, I'm just saying what I wanna do. That's my goal, but I don't know if I'll be able to achieve it. I might end up whining again. But 
uh, I will try to, to talk more about what, I, what I'm trying in terms of growth, growing Claritask and what's working and whatnot. So with that said, uh, the first thing that was done almost a year later uh, is that uh, email drips are finally complete. And it took me about two hours to get them done, uh, seven of them. So whenever somebody signs up, they get these seven emails in a row. Uh, they're sort of going quickly. Right now, I think like I have them set up each day. So I'm, I think I'm going to separate them a little bit farther because decisions in using an app like Claritask uh, tend to be longer, especially when you don't have a brand name, a well-recognized brand name. So um, having that, um, you know, being aware of that, I have to really be careful uh, with the timing of how I, you know, connect with new uh, registered users, which recently um, my registrations have gone up because of my activity in LinkedIn and Quora. I'm still not measuring where they're coming from, but I can see that I don't know these people. They're companies that I've, I don't have on Twitter or I've never heard of. So that's that's a good sign. But now the next step is uh, this was a big challenge, trying to get people to register, people that don't know anything about Claritask. So that's sort of being solved in a way for my activity, for my marketing and sales um, efforts. But I have to, uh, the next thing is to try to help these people find value in Claritask and hopefully convert to a paying client. Um, uh, it's hard. It's not easy because I'm taking, um, you know, client work. Uh, I'm doing consultancy just to finance Claritask and finance my, my living expenses that I have uh, with two kids, married, you know, just trying to um, maintain the expenses that we have as a family. Uh, so it's hard at times, you know, trying to focus on a couple of things at once. But uh, one thing that I've done right so far this year is um, I have this list of things that I want to focus, which I'm constantly editing. And I read that every morning and every night almost. And uh, it so, sort of helps me uh, stay focused on what's a priority client-wise, personal life, uh, clarity task, all these departments, and uh, leave notes behind of where I left off or what challenges I'm facing. And then whenever I do that for the rest of the day or when I'm resting, I feel very clear. I don't really feel like I have to remember to do something, you know, like I have, I'm putting these things sort of working on them, leaving notes behind, and then just letting it, uh, putting it aside until I come back to it the next day. Um, I'm waking up quite early. It's working out fine. Um, I'm, you know, I'm feeling burned out at times, but trying to relax and trying to do some recovery in terms of, you know, going to the gym, eating right. Reading, reading is helping. So I'm reading, uh, not as much as I, not as fast as I want to, but I'm putting in maybe 30 minutes a day or so here and there. Um, so I have a big list of books that I want to read in the next um, 18 months, 24 months, so the next year and a half too. Um, I've shared that on Twitter, so trying to get through those. And uh, maybe I'll put a novel here and there because they're all business books. And sometimes I think we're, we're way too rigid, you know, with, with trying to advance our careers, but then, you know, just sort of forgetting the right side of our brains that... I think in my case helps me connect the dots better uh, because if I read business books all, all the time, it's just, you know, it's it starts sounding repetitive to me from book to book, same things being talked. 
about. And then uh, whenever I read something more creative or do some art um, or, um, I don't know, watch a movie, then I feel like, you know, things are connecting better. So I will try to put that in um, here and there. Um, what else is there? So uh, Josh Pickford of Bear Metrics had this really interesting tweet, which I agree a lot with. And he said, uh, you have a distribution problem, not a product problem. And um, that's actually what I've been um, thinking about. Claritask, uh, sort of the positioning. First, the positioning is a big challenge for Claritask. I still don't know, honestly, who it is for. I want it to be for uh, clients that like that one big client of mine who's uh, um, who have 100 people on Claritask in different departments. Uh, but the challenge with getting those clients is that I need a sales team um, to get through these big um, decision makers. So that's a challenge. Uh, so this positioning is positioning, positioning, positioning is first, and then the second one is distribution. But then you know I figure if if my positioning is positioning, I can't even say that word. Positioning. If my positioning is found. And I feel comfortable with the um, uh, channel that, with the channel, with the market that I'm serving, then distribution could be uh, testing out different ways to get to those specific people. But with, with that said, I'm still going after a target. So it's agencies, digital, digital agencies, digital marketing agencies, you know, companies that produce content, uh, websites for their clients, and you know, social media, SEO, etc. So those are types of clients that I. I'm after people that are working in projects, multiple projects at once with different teams serving various clients. Those are sort of my target. Um, I'm thinking about launching on Product Hunt, um, and the reason I might wanna might wanna do that is uh, just to get some discussions going. Uh, even though the target is probably not mine, even though you can use Claritas to make products, but uh, financially, I don't think the Product Hunt crowd is the one that is looking to pay for a product, let alone a project management product. Um, so um, I don't think it, gets, it can solve many things for them uh, for some reason. Um, I don't think they're, you know, that crowd, I'm judging here, like fully judging, I could be wrong. But um, that's sort of the crowd that I'm after is the agencies, the digital marketing agencies. So the position I have to figure out and uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is reading April Dumford's uh, Obviously Awesome, which talks a lot about positioning. Uh, so my hopes are that I will get some inspiration in trying to experiment a little bit more with uh, where Claritask fits. And then if I find hints of it, then I can start testing a few distribution channels and then trying to look for patterns, a repeatable pattern that brings in leads and then try to double down on that. So that's the idea. But at the same time, I'm doing client work, um, and uh, I am you know, doing things that I shouldn't be doing, like I just bought a domain name for a blog that I want to start. Um, the truth is that I've been wanting to start a publication, a blog of sorts for the longest time, maybe 10 years, and um, that blog will hold different things like architecture, art, uh, tech, biz, uh, lifestyle, uh, and anything along those lines. And the way I will do it initially, I will just curate 
posts from other publications and then redirect people to those posts. Like, let's say um, I find a new good album, I'll sort of review it in brief and then just lead people to Pitchfork or uh, wherever I got that you know new album from. from. So that's the idea behind uh, this new blog. The name is Curious Notice, curiousnotice.com. Uh, so I got my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter account set up, the domain set up. The, nothing, there's nothing yet there. If you go to curiousnotice.com, it's it's just gonna be blank. There's it's not even a name saver name um, server attached to it. Uh, so uh, hopefully I can do that um, next week or so. But um, yeah. So um, to go back to Josh's tweet about a positioning issue. That is true, you know, like I I feel pretty solid about Claritask, how it is right now as a product, uh, because whenever I talk to people, uh, the questions they have, the objections they have, most are covered product-wise, but where I'm lacking is the positioning. Um, he said, he talks about distribution, but I see that as the second step after trying to find your positioning, like where are you, you know, who are you trying to serve? Your product is definitely not for everyone. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's what's happening. And um, um, what else I want to talk about? So I talked about New Year's, res- New York, New Year's resolutions that are going fine. Um, and um, wanting to do product hunt. A friend of mine uh, on Twitter, um, Volkan Kayam, who runs Versoli.com, um, it's a product that helps you with landing pages. He said that I should do AppSumo, which I've looked into uh, before. Uh, a couple of uh, things that I am against that is that I might be stuck with uh, forever clients who pay a really tiny amount and then I will need to support them indefinitely. However, there could be a lot of uh, discussion in and around Claritask, uh, reviews, etc., from that sort of um, two, three day um, um, activity with AppSumo. So uh, that could be good. It's something that I will need. So I don't know. I might still look into it. So next couple of weeks, I um, I have three interviews actually. Next week, I'm invited on Ben and Noah's podcast. So that's coming up next week. And then after that, I have two interviews with two professionals, which I will announce uh, before the show when those days come up. I'm very excited about all these three interviews, and uh, I'm looking forward to them. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the show for today. Uh, one thing I'm listening to uh, music-wise I'm really uh, enjoying a lot is Mac Miller's new album. I listened to Mac Miller uh, a while ago. Um I listened to him. First time I discovered him was on NPR Tiny Desk Concerts. And uh, I was really impressed with the way he was um, uh, delivering his, I don't even want to call him a rapper. Uh, some people do, but um, sometimes he raps, sometimes he sings, sometimes it's R&B. It's very interesting to me that he's not um, um, pigeonholed in one specific genre. And I like that a lot. Uh, one thing I was disappointed about was Eminem's latest album, which sounds the same as every other album he's ever had. He hasn't evolved a lot. So uh, with Mac Miller, I listened to um, this new album they just uh, came up with. 
It was his um, uh, album that he recorded before he went away. Uh, so uh, it's just it's just so impressive. The lyrics that you know, the things he talks about, the way he talks about them, even the album before that. Uh, so I'm I'm really listening to both of those. And if you're anywhere near into um, R&B, um, not hip hop, rap. Uh, I don't know, pop sometimes is just incredible. The lyrics are, are are insane, you know, the way they're they're delivered and the music behind. So it's a shame that he's not around to produce more because at 26 he did these things and then he could have done so much more. But I got in, into listening to these two recent albums a lot more these past few days and just trying to um, um, dissect them and see what he's, he's trying to say. Uh, because that's the way I listen to to albums. I I try to read the lyrics if I'm not listening to them well and try to break it down, what is happening, and maybe look on Google like what they meant to say and what the references are, and that just makes it so much more. So if if you want to, you know, if you're into that, I I would highly recommend and also try to find Mac Miller on. I will list this in the show notes. Uh, Mac Miller on. Mm, uh, NPR's Tiny Desk, Desk Concerts. So that's the show for today. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next week on episode 30.